The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K, radio on Twitter. And today on the podcast, I tell you what, uh, you know, we've talked previously about the state of the Broncos. Let's talk about the state of the division that they're in. That would be the AFC West and how uh, their opponents that they'll see twice a year, at least six of the 16 games. I don't know what the percentages are. I'm not a math guy, but that's a lot of games and it impacts the Broncos. So we're going to talk about those teams coming up here on the Broncos Blitz podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, that's 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Be sure to go check it out over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. I, As I always say on the podcast, I highly recommend the candied bacon because it's candy and it's bacon. And why would you need anything else? So be sure to go check that out. Wash it down with one of those brews as well, too, over there at Tap 14. Spell out the word 14 for me on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. So we talked about the state of the AFC West yesterday on the podcast, and I want to talk about it today and go through it team by team. And we'll start, obviously, with the team that everybody was watching because they are on top. It is very difficult to get to the top. It's very difficult to stay on top. Kansas City, who, of course, have uh, they may have to replace Tyreek Hill now. That's certainly a situation that is ongoing. But the defense was the overhauled theme this year for Kansas City. They signed Bashad Breeland. That actually happened yesterday to a one-year deal. Guy who comes uh, last season from Green Bay, last four years in Washington. This is okay, guy. This is, this is not a cornerback who's going to jump out. Uh, if this was a, a signing by Denver, he would probably play potentially the fourth cornerback position behind Bryce Callahan. So it's not like they're getting a bona fide star. Their other signing was obviously Tyran Matthews, who, a.k.a. Honey Badger, you may know him more by. Uh, a very solid safety. Three-year deal, $42 million. This is a guy who's going to be a playmaker for them. And look, the, the Chiefs have their their essential center fielder, if you want to call him. Uh, strong coverage as a defender. He is very versatile. This is a guy who can absolutely lay the wood. And certainly, I think a guy that if you're a opposing quarterback in the AFC West, if you're a Joe Flacco, you need to understand where Honey Badger is on the field. He's kind of one of those guys. He's kind of like Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, where pre-snap, all these quarterbacks are going through their routine and their 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 regimen, what they do, and, and they're spotting certain players. Von Miller is one of them. Bradley Chubb's another. Tyran Matthews is one for Joe Flacco to watch. Uh, they also signed Alex Okafor to a uh, three-year deal. That, I believe, happened last week. Uh, defensive end coming off from the Saints. Uh, it can be somewhat of a playmaker, but look, the Chiefs just lost all kinds of players. Uh, Justin Houston, D. Ford. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, it, Breland Speaks is actually a guy for Kansas City that maybe you will learn his name more. Breland Speaks was actually quite the player last year, but... I think overshadowed by Ford in Houston. He's really the guy that they're banking on in KC to be that impact rusher and going to line up next to Alex Okafor now 
uh, over there in Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs also signed Carlos Hyde to a deal. Don't really know how, how much of an impact we will see from him because the offense obviously rotates around Patrick Mahomes. They, they start and they stop with Patrick Mahomes, but Tyreek Hill certainly is a ongoing situation. And I tell you what, if they, for whatever the reason, whatever the investigation uncovers, if this becomes a situation where we find out that Tyreek Hill intentionally um, uh, committed domestic violence to his son to the, to the tune and the severity of breaking his son's arm, I think I really think you need to consider throwing this guy out of the league. There are multiple transgressions. Um, this is you knew about this prior to the NFL that this guy is a bad guy. He is a bad person. And at some point, do we say the suspension's not enough? Maybe multi-year suspension, banishment? I don't know. We'd have to get into it more, but I think that's a conversation we need to have. Moving on to Los Angeles, the Chargers, who again also uh, one of the premier teams in the AFC West, at least last year. They signed uh, Thomas Davis linebacker. Uh, who's going to help bolster that linebacking core. And again, kind of reloading on defense with the idea of, okay, the offensive threat in Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City is kind of the team to beat. We have to counter in some way. Obviously, reloading on offense is one thing, but they they already have that in Phillip Rivers and, and such a dynamic offense. So doing it on the defensive side. Uh, Davis obviously brings a ton of leadership, beefing up the linebacking core, bringing in Adrian Phillips, uh, or I should say really re-signing with the uh, uh, Chargers on on more of a one-year deal. I, I think Phillips is kind of at that point in his career where we're there. Uh, bringing in a backup in Tyrod Taylor, you know, you, you never know it, when it comes to a quarterback situation. And then maybe more importantly, the the, the signing that I'm going to be watching most is Brandon Mebane, uh, who was a nose tackle, of course, played many, many years in Seattle. And um, th- this is a guy who... Is, is is potentially going to be one of those impact guys who plugs the run up in the middle. And uh, look, he is on, on the tail end of his career. Uh, I believe 34, if I'm correct. So durability is a thing. Just just father time catching up. And, and look, he's had impact years in L.A. and certainly could moving forward. And, and that could be huge because I, I think this is a AFC West where there is somewhat balance with a majority of the offenses. And if you can get teams into this kind of this one-dimensional thing, it just makes it easier in general in the NFL, but maybe more in particular because then you just put so much pressure on one position, whether it be the quarterback or the run game. And if you dedicate so much, because the AFC West is very top-heavy right now when it comes to quarterbacks. It's the 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 Philip Rivers of the world. It's the Patrick Mahomes. I still think Derek Carr is a quality quarterback. I, I I know others disagree. I think he's a quality quarterback. And look, let's see what Joe Flacco does. There's some decent quarterback play in the AFC West. And if you get them into one dimension, do we really think Carlos Hyde can take over a game at the running back position? Logan's nodding. Oh yeah, I totally disagree. Totally disagree. In fact, you could really argue that Denver may have the best running back core as a group. I think the best player is Melvin Gordon. But as a core, Denver may actually have the best running back core in 
the West. The last team, before we obviously get to the Broncos, obviously, is the Oakland Raiders, who on uh, the mothership, ESPN, many of their experts looked at predicting which team other than Cleveland had the most improved roster after this first wave of free agency. And many of them selected Oakland. So, obviously, the addition of Antonio Brown. uh, I believe it was Tyrell Williams who went to the Raiders as well, too. Joyner, Trent Brown. There's a lot to like with what Oakland's done. And I think many are thinking Oakland has probably caught... If you just look at a win-loss type deal, Oakland has probably caught Denver. Although, I would argue Denver has actually had a pretty decent free agency. One of the better ones in the league. Top five. But look, this is an Oakland Raiders team that finished 4-12 and last year. They improved the left tackle position. I think the draft is so crucial for Oakland to see what they do. Because if they do end up going with this idea of, okay, we want to go quarterback and we want to look at the future. And whether it's Kyler Murray or I've heard reports of John Gruden falling in love with uh, Drew Locke. Quarterback out of Missouri. I, I I think it really depends on how much they believe in Derek Carr. Because to me, I don't know why you wouldn't just go with Derek Carr and just run with it and then bolster around him. I still think he's a quality quarterback, but I mean, who knows what John Gruden's thinking. As far as I'm concerned, John Gruden loves every quarterback that's ever be- played on the football field. So there's a lot to like in the AFC West. I actually think there's a lot of talent here, and I, I think this is going to be an AFC West that probably plays out with one team establishing that one-two game padding, and it, and it feels like L.A. I think KC's lost a lot this year, and Tyreek Hill's going to be a big deal. That Tyreek Hill situation is going to be a big deal when it comes to this division, and then everybody else is just kind of caught up. You know, Oakland's kind of back in that mix. They're no longer the the laughing stock 412 type team. I don't think I think Denver's better than 6 and 10. I mean, quite frankly, you could argue just coaching alone lost Denver two games last year. That pulls them back to 500. This is assuming Vic Fangio is at least competent. So I think there's a lot to like in this AFC West. And I think it's going to be another one of those com- uh, very competitive kind of slugfest divisions where it's just like the division is beaten up on each other. So nobody's going to have that 13 and 3, 14 and 2 record, but I think that you could see multiple 11 win teams and maybe an 8 and 8 in there somewhere. So we'll see how it goes. But the AFC West certainly very very competitive and these teams that are reloading in this offseason, I think they all get passing grades if not better. Maybe Kansas City is that that C C minus. Although in today's schools, that's a passing grade, isn't that? Which is kind of ridiculous. But that's a whole other story. But overall, I think this AFC West certainly has gotten a lot better. So again, be sure to check us out at uh, milehighsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Tap14. And of course, over there, uh, our friends at... Uh, Oh, Bespoke Edge, BespokeEdge.com, men's custom clothier, family-owned, operated, and of course, they've been doing it for such a long time. They know the Denver style. Be sure to go check it out, BespokeEdge.com. That's BespokeEdge.com. My name is Ronnie. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio, R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. You can follow my work at 
MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. See you, y'all.